0: This show was created for you, the broken Catholic who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is serial entrepreneur and ex-international real estate developer, Bo Quickle. He's now the leading authority in Charlotte for advocating against the demand for sex trafficking. He's a leadership team member of HT Charlotte and has been involved in the abolitionist movement of end sex slavery in the USA, USA in since early uh, 2020. And really, I, I want to read right off his website, uh, the vision here, because we're going to get real, uh, BC Nation, we're going to get real about, um, you know, sex trafficking, what is it? And, and why is it so problematic uh, in our society? So Vigilante Truth, his company, uh, his organization is dedicated to ending sex trafficking in the USA by, by eliminating the demand for a product that drives a criminal industry that strips women of their dignity and safety. They fight this tireless, tirelessly to rebuild the value of women in eyes of, in the eyes of us men that would exploit them and to erase any doubt about the activities that our money supports. And that's really what we wanna do. We wanna take down the, the lies uh, of the enemy that say, hey, when I put my money towards this, I'm not really hurting anybody, I'm just getting mine. Um, when in fact, we actually are hurting uh, you know, God's precious daughters. Uh, so let me just go up here. Cause I really love this on, on the website, um, on your site, uh, Bo, it says prostitution no longer exists as a business transaction, trading money for sex. It now takes the form of rape money to the pimp for the ability to rape the girl. So, Startup Nation. I know that's a real talk, and this this show will not be for children. Uh, so, if you have any young children, don't be listening with them. This is this is for us adults. And if you're a man and you say, "Ah, sex trafficking, Joseph," I don't want to hear this. You know, listen. You're the guy that needs to hear this because if there's a resistance in you, that means God is tapping something. If there's something that's saying, "I don't want to listen to this show because this doesn't apply to me," trust me, it applies to you because. It applies when when we're knocking down our own women and God's precious daughters, we're knocking down our family unit and we're knocking down society. So yes, it does apply to you. So I I, I just challenge you, men, listen to this entire show. Bo is very real. He's very human. He's going to break this down not in a, from a heady space, but uh, really just his life path. And we're going to hear about how he's gone from entrepreneurial success, very successful businessman, walked away from a fortune. Uh, to now do this calling that God's put on his life. So, Bo, that was a lengthy introduction, but I think it needed to happen. So, Bo, welcome to the show. Uh, Welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: So I think uh, maybe the the largest gap was um, a start date. You had mentioned 2020. I've actually been doing this uh, for the last nine years. And uh, I just bring that up, not as a correction point, but just so that the men can understand that I have been in the trenches of this horror uh, for almost a decade now. Um, And if there is, I got goosebumps here, uh, you know, almost 10 years later, I still get goosebumps. One of the very first things that God showed me about trafficking specifically, the, the very first day that I heard about it, understood it, learned about it, was that prostitution no longer exists, as it did when I was growing up and when I was living and when I was playing on both sides of the tracks. Um, but it has changed. And and the, the lady who was on the other side of that transaction who used to have some kind of consent, um, now uh, that consent could have come from a a numerous places, um, that we men would be able to self-justify that it's consent. Um, but in the last nine years specifically, I've met now in the neighborhood of thousands, of trafficking survivors that men uh, would call prostitutes. Uh, And I've met two consensual prostitutes, just two. So it is a very bold statement to say prostitution doesn't exist. But based on the amount of years, almost a full decade that I've been doing this, and and literally in the streets, um, I've met two out of the thousands of females. And these would be females that would be low-budget corners to. dollar internet. Um, you know, it's that's the game has changed, and it has truly become rape. And rape is a word that we should use today, understand today. And and for the men listening, that is the big lie to think that the fantasy still exists, that prostitution still exists, because it simply doesn't. It's a non-consensual act, no matter how big the female smiles, no matter what she says, no matter how sweetly she talks she is there based on force physical emotional blackmail threat of death um on and on and on and on but that's if there's any point for trafficking today to to be driven home it's that it's now become a non-consensual activity no matter what you see and what you hear that's the truth
0: bc nation it doesn't get more real than that in my opinion and you know, right now we're in a society where we're really advocating Me Too movement and protecting our women and, and, and we're doing it more in the white collar, I think, corporate and business world space, but we got all these women suffering, right? And they don't have a choice in the matter. This isn't just sexual discrimination right? This isn't uh, just workplace discrimination and sexual advances in the workplace. This is forced into slavery. This is forced into um, a permanent state of being raped. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. when you think about that, men, sons of God listening, these are our sisters. And if you're a father, these are our daughters, and I really, really want you to get that because as you're listening, don't think it doesn't involve you. It could involve you tomorrow. Like your life could change tomorrow if your daughter says is on a plane. She's college uh, age. She's traveling with girlfriends overseas. And boom, she gets snatched out of an airport and pulled into the sex trafficking industry. You just lost your baby girl.
1: Joseph, let me bring it even closer to home because I get these phone calls monthly, sometimes weekly, from a local father, a, a, whether it's local in Charlotte, North Carolina, or, or a local to Seattle, Washington. It is a local USA problem, and these calls will come from fathers who had 14-, 15-, 16-year-old daughters who are making friends with someone on Facebook. And while the single parent father who's doing all he can or the single parent mother who's doing all she can, but specifically here, that single parent father disappears for a double shift on Saturday and his daughter disappears forever on the same Saturday. So it's not necessarily an overseas problem. It is not necessarily a, a snatched off the street. It is a term called grooming, where men are going to spend, grown men are going to spend 30 uh, or 30, 40 year old grown men are going to spend three to six months under a fake deception and guise of being a young teenager themselves, grooming these young ladies over Facebook, over Snapchat, over Instagram. And when they see the right moment, they swoop in, have that person who now trusts them, that young girl who now trusts them, meet them somewhere. And then they swoop in and she's gone. I get those phone calls all the time. There's over 300,000 minor young ladies, daughters here in this country that are being sex trafficked as we have this show right now, 300,000.
0: It's so real. And, and BC Nation, I'll just share a personal story because this hit home right here in South Tampa, which is a very affluent um, neighborhood in Tampa, you know, Florida. And we remember on the news, the local news, uh, there was a brothel that got shut down right in the wealthiest neighborhood in South Tampa. And it was in a little strip mall shopping center. Nobody knew, it was like one of these massage places, right? You see the little neon signs and all the wealthy affluent South Tampa dads were going in there. And uh, the police came in and shut it down and everything. And they found all these minor aged girls, right? from ages 13 14 15 sleeping on mattresses in the back right just in their underwear and servicing all these dads who have their own daughters at the same age and you know it's really foreign for some of us men to say well i would never do that you know a 13 year old a 15 year old i have daughters that age but Bo, speak to this specifically, because I, I think that it's that separation that we create, that's a pretend separation that keeps this problem going. There's some kind of disconnection in that, that very affluent businessman that walks in, thinks the girl actually wants this, thinks the girl has chosen this lifestyle, like you said, because she's smiling, she's flirting, she's doing all these things, has no idea on a conscious level that she is a slave and he's paying her pimp and he gets to rape her and then right. go home to his daughters who are the same exact age with a somewhat clear conscience. Like break that down for us. Yes. Cause that's real.
1: <laughs> that, that is real. And um, you know, it, as far as affluence goes, I, I, I remember uh, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, so We've been together 30 something years now. Um, I can remember her taking me to see the movie Pretty Woman with Richard Gere. Um, and, and, you know, I was just geared in because of, of my entrepreneurial uh, mentality as far back as I can remember. But I can remember sitting in that movie as a teenager and watching Richard Gere, successful tycoon, buying up companies, tearing up companies. He was the guy. And then you have Julia Roberts swooping in her thigh high boots and her little belly and her boobs out. and. And that was his perk as a successful businessman. He had a perk of having her for the weekend or the three days while he was there. It was literally a perk. So, from an affluence, and I've seen this uh, having walked in, in the arena with those men, um, you know, upper $100 million worth individuals, it, it is a perk. And, and they just see it as I can go out and buy anything I want to buy. And if that is a female, then that's what I'll buy. And what should scare the, the suburb parents, the suburb dads should be haunted by the fact that a man who's worth $100 million is not going to go down to the corner and pick up a crack prostitute with no teeth and hasn't showered in a week. He's going to want a intelligent, she's Uh, all her teeth, beautiful hair, beautiful clothes, model, right? He's going to pay five grand an hour for her instead of $20 an hour. But that's the demand side. And that's the reality because that man is broken. And I'm sure we'll get to the brokenness piece in a a little bit, but he's going to self-medicate and he's going to go to these brothels. We have 50, well, uh, 18 months ago, We had 51 of them in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're down to 33 now. We're just clipping them off as part of what we do at Vigilante Truth. But these men are coming in and they are self-medicating their issues. So as long as it's not their daughter, they're fine with it being somebody else's daughter because it's a selfishness thing. It's all about a selfishness thing. So it's, I need my Recovery. I need my fix, my medication to get over my brokenness. So I'm going to use this person. If I'm using my daughter, well, that's a totally different thing because it comes back to me. Is that breaking it down as clear or?
0: I, th- I think it does because I think what you just created was the distinction of that, say, businessman um, is separating the consequences right? He, he's not looking uh, at personal consequences. Well, if it was my daughter, there's some personal consequences, obviously, that would come back to me and destroy my life. Yeah. But if it's someone else's daughter, well, it's contained. I yeah. don't have to deal with those consequences. I go in and out. And, and we're good. And I self medicate. So really, break that down for us, if you would, let's go there for a second, because I think you and I both agree, that's the core problem is we have a society of very broken men, that were raised in very broken homes that didn't see a good example of true masculinity or fatherhood. Um, we have a generation or two now of uh, abandoned fathers in the home and, and these young men growing up without dads with, who have no idea how to do life and, and really have lost a sense of right and wrong in many areas. So this is very easy to justify self-medication in any form and, and, it's going out into the world and saying, hey, if I work hard and hustle, I can pay for whatever I want and get mine. And, get and mine. if someone gets hurt, someone gets hurt. As long as I'm not running that whole industry, hey, I'm just a consumer. So I don't have to deal with the consequences. So let's go there and, and really break down the brokenness in men that you see. And how do we move? What actions? What steps are there um, to at least put a dent in this problem, or maybe even end it altogether.
1: Well, and that's, you know, if, if you look at what Vigilante Truth does or what we say, we're here to end trafficking or sex slavery specifically is our focus. We're here to end sex slavery. I don't want to fight it, <laughs> I don't want to run neck and neck with it. I want to end it. Um, and so, one of the, I think, just a, a wonderful opportunity, we call them hotel interventions. Um, but that's where we pose as a internet prostitute online, and we will through text and phone uh, lure men to a hotel room. We will have a female decoy answer the door and let them in and sit them down on the couch. Uh, she'll go in to change to the negligee choice of their co- or color of their choice, um, and while she does that, I'll walk out of the bathroom or the other bedroom and I'll sit down with them knee to knee, and have a conversation. We're not law enforcement based, and and while sometimes in the country I do work with law enforcement, and sometimes rarely uh, people end up getting arrested over it, it's more of an opportunity just to educate the man one on one. And uh, what does that conversation
0: to- look like? Because that is intense <laughs> what you, you just said. Like, I, I personally, I've never heard of any organization doing this. Like, so I They're, really get, so you yeah. pose, you, you get the man in, he thinks he's hiring the girl or whatever. It's in a hotel room. And then out of the bathroom, you walk out and sit yeah, down with him face yeah, to face got, and got, have a come to Jesus conversation. That's
1: exactly what it is. What we does call that it, look I like? Call it, when I, when I, when I talk about it, I always go, it's just so Jesus. I just feel like this is what Jesus would do. Um, it's, I usually uh, bring guys in on the hour every hour. And so the first 15 minutes, um, well, I'll tell you what, the first 15 seconds, I, I have to make sure that legally I, I cover myself. But, you know, so I tell him that I'm not law enforcement. He's not being detained. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm not there to hurt him in any way. And so that, that at that point, he's free to leave. And and I've only had two men leave in the three years that I've been doing this. Let's get that voice back. Mm.
0: So men actually sit there and kind of like face whatever is about to happen. That's what I'm hearing you say.
1: Yeah, they they will not get up off the couch. And I usually will sit on the little table that's right in front of the couch. And so when I say knee to knee, there will be a two-inch gap between their knees and my knees. And for that first 15 minutes, I will explain to them what sex trafficking is, what prostitution has become, what they are taking part in. The fact that they are they are rapists, and I will call them a rapist right to their face, and they will back off and go, "I'm not a rapist," and you know they're self-justifying this whole, "I was just here, she was smiling" kind of thing. You guys have been texting back and forth with me all day; it's just been about sex, and I'll explain then what prostitution has become, what sex trafficking has become, and um, that that part is is it's real. I want to I'll use the word combative because I am hammering home verbally, but I'm hammering home the message of what trafficking really is. And they are fighting it because they don't want to be a rapist. But usually at the end of that 15 minutes, they've understood that actually they are a rapist based on what I explained to them. Mm. Um, I always have a uh, pastor with me. In fact, now we we run with two because it's exhausting on the pastors, but um, the pastor will walk in after me and sit down next to me at some point during that conversation. And For the next 10 minutes after the first 15, he will actually start building value back up into that person. Mm -hmm. So we've torn him down. Now he's building them back up. And it's funny at that point, because usually that man on the couch, he's got one eye on me and the other (laughs) eye is on the pastor. He's hoping I don't come off the table. And he's hoping this pastor will save him from whatever he thinks might become a thing. But at the end of that time, uh, and it came out the very first time I ever did this, and it was totally holy and spirit inspired. I would never say this. Uh, I was mad when the Holy Spirit said it, but the Holy Spirit said to this young 22-year-old man that while I am here to save the girls that are being trafficked, I'm also here to save you. Why are you here tonight? What is broken in you? What is the trauma you have faced? And that came out of my mouth, and this little 22-year-old kid went to bawling, just bawling, and he shared some trauma uh, with me from his childhood. And then I was bawling mm. and it it just did not go. So that next 30 minutes was us coming together with him. Um, he ended up on his knees and we were all praying for him. He then ended up with the pastor leaving and they went down to the lobby and spent some more time together. Um, which is now I, we now have two pastors cause I got to you know, tag in for the next one. But it was an incredible moment of Jesus meeting a person through us. But it was all Jesus meeting a person exactly where they're at. And we say that in church like it's a church thing. But this is in a hotel room. The guy's got the money on the table. The, the prostitute, you can't get the guy at any lower moment. And then Jesus reaches out and says, I love you, brother. What is wrong with you? What, what hurts in you? Let me heal that in you, and we're gonna we're gonna pray, and I'm, we're gonna heal, and we're gonna love on you. We don't. I'm not. I don't treat them judgmentally. I don't treat them critically. At that point, we're just coming around these guys, and we have seen emotional healings, spiritual healings. We've had people get saved, if you want to use that term, born again. We've had. Um, I mean, physical healings off the charts, uh, on and on and on and on, that that happen right there in that moment, and. And that's what happens, other than the two men who got up and left, that's what happens nine out of ten times. If I'll go mm. through eight guys a night, it's about all I can do before I'm just emotionally exhausted. But eight guys in a night, I'm telling you, all eight or seven out of those eight guys will have left bawling on their knees. Mm. And all of them have different problems. Some of them, you know, raped as a child. Some of them have been raping others as a child, physical abuse. Mental abuse, my girlfriend broke up with me yesterday. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, sometimes I just want to reach out and slap the guy. <laughs> but when it all comes down to it, they are self-medicating with the commercial sex trade. They have hurt, and they were just looking for some fix, just like a drug fix mm-hmm. uh, or bass fishing or golf or anything that men go hide in uh, instead of really facing their own troubles, their own traumas. And, and gaining their own healing that Jesus so badly wants to offer. Mm. So badly wants to offer.
0: BC Nation, man, I'm taking away so much from just hearing this. First off, I think it's, I've never heard this before, this approach. I could see the power of this approach, just meeting men at their most vulnerable Moment. I mean, they're incriminated. The money's on the table. They're in the hotel room. There's no backpedaling. (laughs) It's like no, none. I'm busted, right? I'm there. You got me. Oh crap! Now, what are the consequences? And for you to um, just give them an access to God's healing without condemning them, you're educating them, Bo, and and then allowing Jesus to meet them in that hurt, in that woundedness, in that that those, those wounds, father wounds most of the time, and sometimes mother wounds from their childhood that have never been healed and really calling Jesus's power to heal that, that brokenness in the man so that he leaves, you know, renewed a new man. One, oh, man. he's going to remember that moment. Most likely I'm guessing that these men that have been put in that corner, a very vulnerable place will never ever uh, use you know, the sex industry again, just out of sheer fear right. <laughs> of getting caught. Is, is that well, about that, right? Know, like, it, it,
1: it, it's there certainly would be a fear principle to it. But the reason they won't come back and use it again is because we heal the brokenness. Mm. And so they no longer need to self-medicate. Therefore, they no longer need to pick up the phone to call that girl again.
0: So when you say we heal their brokenness, does that happen in that moment right there? Or is it an ongoing thing?
1: Well, it's both. Uh, It it will absolutely, 100% of the time, happen in that moment. Um, At at that point, if you give me your phone number right now, I will tell you everything about you, your wife's name, your children's names, your daughter's name. I love sitting on that couch and in that first first 15 minutes as I'm calling the rapist, a rapist and go, and what is your wife? And say her name, going to think about this. And what's your daughter's, and I'll Mm. use her name, going to think about this when I, and I'll pull out my phone and I'll take a picture of, and I'm about to put this on Facebook and my half million followers are going to see this on Instagram. And, Mm. you know, you can just watch them go to nothing. And so when I say, why are you here? And they, it's, it's just, they don't have any choice, but to tell me what's broken in them. And at that exact moment, we come in and go, then let's fix that right here. Let, Hmm. let God heal that right now. Listen, I've talked to to Jewish people and uh, Buddhists and Hindus and every denomination of Christian. Uh, This is certainly not just a sinner's issue. This is a got seven out of 10 of the guys I sit with have some kind of Christian background. Hmm. Um, But so so they, most of them know where I'm going with this. Um, But it's just all right so let's heal that let's let's just pray out this problem right now and they just get a a, a release from it you mm. know jesus is the healer of our souls that's what he's called and so he shows up he heals their soul right there on the spot after the fact though i've got your phone number i know everything about you we're all hugging you know i'm their new best friend i'll follow up with them uh if I'm from that city or are going to be in that city, some of the cities I'll go to a year later, we'll do it again. I'll follow up with all the guys from the first time and have dinners with them and coffees with them. And, oh my gosh. Um, but, but I won't travel to a city and I, I do this around the country um, for the people that do know what we do and the more the merrier. Um, but we'll go into a city and if I'm not from there, I will get with area churches, area counselors, area men's groups so that I can plug the guys in for follow up later on down the line.
0: Mm. This is so powerful. And, and looking at your website, like I didn't know the approach you use, the approach you use is very tactical. It's very boots on the ground, you're going into the depth and and you're meeting guys in or at least creating this environment of total vulnerability. Right. And, you know, I look at with my spiritual coaching and I work 60% of my clients are men. And the most difficult thing for me to do in the coaching is get past their egos and get real about what's real. Like what's not working, what's broken, what's hurting. Right. And get to that thing and they're blocking and dodging because it's what we do as men. right? Right. And what you get to do is you get to bypass that and accelerate it like in one 15 minute session because they're caught, they're busted. And, and, and just that you use like, Hey, I'm going to send this out to all my followers. I just took a picture of you. Like any man, like I'm picturing if I was in that situation, I'd be done. Like I'm I'm done. Like I, I got nothing. My ego's tapped out. And what a place of surrender. And I really see that's what Jesus wants for each of us will you go to that place of surrender let go of your ego let go of controlling that area of brokenness in your life and self medicating is it working
1: yeah right? and it's not working and i think that's why this is so effective as a as a technique we'll call it i get them to the place where they're vulnerable and ha- they, they have no choice to to really m- justify anything so that's where they're at and then with a simple what's wrong with you it's like a you can, you can almost see a light bulb go off and they realize at that moment wait a minute if maybe this guy can fix this mm-hmm. nobody who has trauma like you say we're all dodging it we're all trying to keep our brick wall built up our boundaries because we don't want to get in there because it hurts so mm-hmm. we just are constantly moving so we don't have to deal with that pain. And, and so right there at that moment, that you just see him think, wait a minute, I don't like this trauma anyway. I don't want this pain. If this guy can make the pain go away, I'm all in with whatever he's selling. That's mm. really, if he's got the, the true drug, <laughs> he got the Jesus drug, if that will work, I'm all in. Mm. Nobody wants to be in that place. We just as men don't have a place where we can go. God bless you for coaching these men and offering them a place for that. I do not see that around the country on, on any percentage worth talking about. We need to be able to go to a place and go, all right, what's the real fix? How can this go away? I've tried all these other things. Please make it go away. And I think that's why they're so uh, excited and, and <laughs> willing participants because they're sitting there and, and, well, the prostitution, that's not going to happen tonight. What, what is going to happen tonight? I need a fix. I need a fix. And I give it to him. Jesus so, gives it to him.
0: So, Bo, this is – listen, I have a next level of respect for you right now. Mm. Right? And I really get who you are, and I get your heart. And I wish we had more time. We're already out of time for this show, right? And <laughs> most likely I'm going to invite you back on, right? And and I really want to get into just your personal journey. And BC Nation, I know that was our intention is to kind of go there and, and really – like, But let me just give context so we know who we're speaking with. We're speaking with Bo Quickle, um, and he runs an organization called Vigilante Truth. You can find him at VigilanteTruth.com. If you love what he's up to in the world, and you really get the problem, um, and you get the tactical strategy, and he's got a 90% success rate on this with men, Uh, meeting them in these hotel rooms and really allowing God to come in and heal their brokenness, then you want to reach out to him and and to his organization and and support him in any way you can. Um, But I I do want to give this context that Bo is a very successful entrepreneur. And he walked away from, how much was it? $500 million. Is that correct,
1: Bo? Yeah. 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 International international real estate holdings.
0: (laughs) Right, so, so we're dealing with a man here who has surrendered his fortune to the God of the universe. And as Bo said, he walked away from $500 million building the kingdom of Bo.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Right? And, and God annihilated that. And now Bo is spending all his energy, his resources, his heart on building the kingdom of God. And it starts by healing the brokenness in us men one man at a time. So I really just wanted to give that context because a lot of you guys listening you don't really perk up your ears and listen to other dudes until you know their success level. Right. Let's just be real. I know I, I typically do the same thing. It's like, well, I'm not going to take advice from somebody who's doing worse than me. That makes no sense. Right. <laughs> that makes no sense. Right? <laughs> I'm going to listen to the guy that is a few exits past me and where I want to go. So Bo is that guy, as far as in the business space, have you made $500 million? Have you walked away from $500 million? If you haven't, then you may wanna shut that bleep up with your ego and listen to this man who surrendered it all and given his life to God. And God put him boots to the ground. And if you're looking for that calling on your life and you're praying like, Lord, what's the calling? What do you want me to do with my life? What does it look like? Well, God can't give you the calling until you surrender your ego and get out of the way. Not and true. Bo has done that in his life. I've done it in my life. And I was constantly blocking God's blessings in my life. And I didn't even know it. So, Bo, um, thank you for being on the show. Uh, you know, praise God for your surrender. Um, and, and God has so much more for you, right? So I'd like to formally invite you back on to really get into that individual personal journey of surrender um, to this calling, um, that brought you to this place in your life. If you'd be willing to do that, is that something anytime and
1: looking forward to
0: it? All right. Awesome. All right. So, uh, let's enter, uh, my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. Uh, I'm going to ask (laughs) you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Uh, it's just, you know, really personal get to know you don't overthink it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? It's grace. What's your least favorite thing about God? Is grace. (laughs) (laughs) What are you most afraid of? Not walking in love. Not walking in love. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing in your twenties? Sex. Got it. That's real. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: That they'll win. (laughs)
0: That. Okay, break that down for Which a second. would mean that
1: I'm going to lose. <laughs> okay,
0: got it, got it. They're out to crush me. No.
1: They're out um, to crush me.
0: Yeah, and if you could be as real as real gets, um, I believe we all struggle with something. What are you struggling with right now personally in your own journey?
1: So where I'm at right now is God is really pushing me. And so this is it's an obedience thing, but he's pushing me to, to walk a very supernatural, miraculous life. Uh, and so there are times where I will back off that throttle in fear. <clears throat> and so one of the things he's been teaching me right now is I'm either either taking a step forward in love, love for people, love for him, or I'm taking a step back in fear. And mm. so I am really struggling with taking that step forward in love and understanding and learning what that really looks like and how to apply it.
0: Mm. You know, sometimes, uh, BC Nation, God gives you such a God-sized assignment that it scares the begonias out of you. Yes. And, and I remember my ego got the best of me uh, a few times in, in my quiet time with God. And I was like, God, give me something big. Give me something so big and epic because you wired me this way. Like, I can't do this mediocre stuff, right, that other people, you know, are <laughs> content with or whatever. Give me something big. And then I heard the thing. And God gave me this thing, and I was like, oh, crap, not that. I don't want to do that because that would put a target on my back, my reputation, my everything. And, and Bo, you've done that. Like, you I took that-, that out. Yeah, you, you're walking in it now, and obviously, God wants to raise you up even more, and that scares the crap out of you, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, last time I asked, I, I know what I got, and, and so uh... – now I'm not asking now he's asking me. And, and yeah, that's, that's even more uh, overwhelming.
0: Wow. So real. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God?
1: His perfection. I, I, I've always, I've never thought God was as perfect as he actually is. He talked about annihilating, you know, he annihilated my kingdom that I spent so much time uh, building up, but he had annihilated it so I could walk in his perfection now. Um, I just, he is so perfect. And if we don't know he's perfect, we can't trust him. That's right. Right. So I think that if I'd have known that sooner, how perfect he was, it would have made it easier for me to trust him, even as I'm learning and still struggling with trusting him in the next phase that he's going to walk me through.
0: That is such a critical point. And BC nation, if you're like myself and like Bo, the biggest uh, issue we have in blocking blessing, you know, God's blessings in our life is deep down, if you get real about it, we look up to God and we say, you know, God, will you let me down? Right. Like that's what it comes down to. We don't actually believe he's that perfect, that he won't let us down, that he's a good father and, and he does have good for us. And we just think he's going to disappoint us. Why? Because humans disappoint us right. and we disappoint other humans. So we're that's really looking at God through the, the filter and lens of humanity and our finiteness rather than realizing he's God. He's not limited by <laughs> our our flaws and brokenness. So, what's a new habit you want to form, Bo? Wow,
1: uh, hey, I need to get back in the gym like everybody else here at the uh, at the New Year hour. You know, I, I think for me is a, uh, a habit that needs to be formed is a deeper intimacy. Uh, but we all have our uh, well, I say we all we all are, are told we need to have our quiet time morning, our prayer time in the mornings, things like that, but. I want to continue getting a deeper habit of just being intimate with God throughout the entire day. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's powerful. Really where I'm moving. That's powerful. What's a bad habit you want to break? <laughs> uh, my lack of follow through. Okay. Uh, I am not, I am designed uh, to, to run out in front and just keep running and not look back. Uh, but I would love to break a habit of not being able to, to continually keep up with the follow through as well. Mm,
0: got that. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Humble, uh, meek and naturally supernatural. Naturalist. <laughs> I get that <laughs>
0: supernatural through a human brokenness. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right. Uh, pick three words to describe who you were before. You experienced Jesus in your life and surrendered
1: to Him? Selfish, arrogant, and overconfident.
0: <laughs> I get that. The makings of any successful entrepreneur, are right there.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. You think that's your natural skill set.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Throw in fearless, and you're really headed for a train wreck.
0: Right. And last question if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and your friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about life, what would you say to them? Chase joy. Chase joy, start, uh, BC Nation. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not?
1: It's safe. I, a relationship with God is safe. I'm, I am literally in the the war of sex trafficking, which is the most gruesome, horrific, callous evil that exists on the planet, and so that should make me in the most unsafe place on the planet, and I will tell you it has been the exact opposite. Uh, I've never felt so safe in, in all of these circumstances, uh, not that my adrenaline doesn't jump, jump up occasionally, but I always feel safe. He he holds me in such a safe place. And in learning that, when I came to him with my own brokenness and trusted in him and knew that he was safe, I was able to let it all go as well. The same brokenness that that I'm saying other men have, I certainly have now and had on of a greater degree and had to trust God that he was a safe place to dump it all. And he was and he is. Mm. We need to know that.
0: I get that. So real, like in January, uh, both my businesses got acquired, but it wasn't as uh, glamorous as most people think. I had to sell my businesses for 10 cents on the dollar because God wanted it removed because it was blocking me from him and the calling to do spiritual coaching. I was very comfortable working two hours a week, collecting a nice check, right? (laughs) I was not going to leave that on my own, but God removed that. And I didn't trust that I would be safe if he stripped those businesses from me and I've been learning and growing just like yourself and BC nation, I really want you to listen in on this because God is a good father and he's trustworthy and a relationship with him, as Bo said, is safe. It's more safe than you relying on yourself. Let's be honest right because <laughs> that could halfway, go either way halfway off a cliff at that you're point. halfway <laughs> off a cliff and you're like i got this i got this and like rocks are falling and everything and we just lie to ourselves it's ridiculous all right so uh what's the best way for bc nation broken catholic nation to get in touch with you bo
1: so everything comes through dot it is uh it, it has a, a place where you can contact us uh if you want to to uh, in any kind of contact. If, if you want me to come out and visit your city for uh, some hotel interventions or, or to come out and, and speak, I will tell all of your BC listeners this. I do not charge anything to come to you. Um, God has provided the finances to allow me to go and speak. So never let a budget keep me from speaking to 30 people in Oregon. Um, I will come to you and, and we will get there and we will share this message no matter which message it is that you need me to hear. But um, so if you need to invite us out for something, please do. Uh, at the same time, if you want to donate, you're more than happy to. I won't ever keep anybody from sowing seed into what God's doing. Uh, you can click on the website and there's a donate button there. Um, and, and then most importantly is there is an incredible amount of high quality information on that website and videos and speaking conferences and, and testimonials from past victims. Yeah, everything you need to know about trafficking, 101, 201, and 301 is on that site and uh, feel free to use that and share it as you would like.
0: BC Nation, if you would like Bo Quickle to come to your city, to maybe your church, to speak about sex trafficking and the tactical strategy that's winning to end it, how he does it, I mean, talk about interesting for your audience, for your listeners. People are gonna be like, oh my gosh, I never even knew this existed the way it did and what a what an amazing strategy. Um, if you would like him to come to your city to actually do hotel interventions, what a cool term, by the way. <laughs> hotel interventions in your local community with your businessmen that are struggling in their own brokenness, then reach out to him at com. Bo, it was my honor to have you on Broken Catholic today. I thank you very much for being on our show and sharing. Um calling God's put on your life. And I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. It was my honor. Thank you. Cheers. BC nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business.